All right, cool. Episode 17. 17. Pod. Arun, you're back. I'm back. Back but, from Japan. But Vance is gone. But Vance is gone, yeah. <laughs> We're just rotating. It's like musical chairs. Guys, I'm consistent. I'm yeah, you are. That's why you're in the middle. There Steadfast. We go. Um, yeah, you're back. How was Japan? Japan was great. I was listening to the beginning of the podcast. Yes. It sounds like now you're a believer in one to go. Look, I mean, I'm hoping to just add to that because I love Japan. Okay, Absolutely sell incredible. me more. What, what was the best thing? I think I'll say this just from traveling in general. I think the thing I that the reason I want to go is just to experience different cultures and see how they're doing things, just life in different parts of the world. Okay. And Japan does a lot of things really, really well. Better. Better. The best. Better. Wow. Yeah. What, do, what do they do that's better? I think the biggest thing, you know. Because America's hear, the best. America's the best. So how Hands do down, they do it Do we have it a better? flag to fly? Yeah. <laughs> America's the best for sure. Um, but Japan, I think the biggest thing that I really noticed was just the people, how, how safe it felt. And you can yeah. really see that because there's kids, maybe three, four, five years old, taking public transportation by themselves. Stop it. It's insane. We, Toddlers. There's a, whole, there's a whole Netflix series about kids, really young kids, doing errands. Like their parents will set them up with like flags. They'll go on public transportation, get groceries, come back, and you got to watch it. It's That's what I'm talking about. Thing. Like get the kids working. <laughs> get them, Listen, get them adding while value. Young. <laughs> get them adding value. What about I, Zane? Hey, we, we didn't introduce Aaron. We didn't introduce Aaron. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, Aaron. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Imagine that. I think Zane's almost ready. He is. To do errands because he's about to walk. I've, I've told my wife we need to get him a modeling contract Ooh. because everyone in this household contributes. <laughs> <laughs> There's no free lunch. Baby Gap. Baby, Baby Gap. Here we come. He'd, he'd kill it too. He would. This kid, Hands down. this kid is a good looking kid. Yeah. He gets know. it from his mom. Nice. Some kids look weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, let's be honest. If we're keeping it yeah, 100, keep it I'm not going to name yeah. which kids, right, right, but I'm good. just saying some kids do. Yeah, um, but I think Zane, to me, looks like a cartoon character in real life. I love that. He, he's just so handsome. And uh, the way he makes you feel when you look at mm. him and he smiles at you, you just feel like he's been looking forward to seeing you all day. Yeah. And it's, it's a great feeling. He's the most intentional baby I know. Really? Every person he looks like, he looks yeah. at you in the eyes. Yeah, he looks at your soul. He follows you, and <laughs> he then he looks, smiles. He looks right into your soul. <laughs> He's like, here's a prophetic word. <laughs> this, is, this is what it feels like with Zane. That's awesome. Uh, you, we're, we're actually on YouTube now. Uh, let's go. The high pause on YouTube. So what we're going to do is the cover for this episode is going to be Zane. So people can oh, see. Oh, come <laughs> yeah. on. Let's start his modeling let's, contract. Yeah. Come and we'll on, do a little thing. Hype. We'll tag Baby Gap and we'll, we'll get it going. Hype Pod is launching businesses. Let's <laughs> go. That's like, tell us a little bit about yourself, Aaron. Yeah. Um, Man. Intro yourself for the people. Let them know. For the people. I'm from the Dirty South. Nice. He's uh, from Alabama. Montgomery, Alabama. Born and raised. Uh, Roll Tide. If you don't mm -hmm. know what that means, go look it up. It'll change your life. <laughs> change your so life. Alabama's the Bible Belt, right? Mm -hmm. So there's two religions in Alabama. Okay. Christianity. Uh-huh. College football. Right. So Which is stronger? Oh, it depends. Who you, depends what day of the week. <laughs> yeah, right, Monday right. through Saturday, football. Got Sunday, you. everyone's in church. If you're not, you're, God gets one day. God, okay. He gets the first though. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Redeems the rest. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I grew up in Alabama. Went to school out there. Um, I told my wife when we were dating, I'm not going to New York. I'm mm. not going to California. Oh. Oh, hello. But God's funny in that way. I mm -hmm. ended up out here a couple of years ago working at Intel. Can you just pause? Pause. Why? Mm -hmm. Why? What was anti-California for you? California's anti-Southern culture. You're a bunch of hippies. Oh, really? Yeah. Still? Yes. Still. We huh. see you guys as tree, lugger, uh, tree lovers. Tree, tree luggers? Tree, tree luggers. We're lugging trees. <laughs> That's hardworking uh, people out here. <laughs> care about the environment. Yeah. Uh, 
organic, vegan, mm. all those are antithesis of the Is style. that what you found to be true? Absolutely. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. For the, for the most part. But then uh, you found the normal people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the diamonds in the rough. You found the diamonds in the rough. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you're from the South, but you came out here. Uh, to work. And came out to, into it. Uh, was Intel. It? Intel. I was at That's Intel. Right. You were at Intel, one of the eyes. And, one uh, of the eyes. OG. OG. If Silicon I'm not mistaken, Valley. you studied aerospace engineering? Oh, man, you did your research. Yeah, I looked, I, I did. <laughs> I looked you I up. Did. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so Stalker or room. Yeah, my, uh, my dad's an engineer, so I yeah, went to yeah. school. I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, did aerospace engineering. Nice. Fun fact of the day, I worked for NASA uh, for my CN design project, so it was cool. But uh, I like to talk to people, nice. and engineers mm-hmm. are weird. Well, I'm an engineer, man. <laughs> You're an anomaly. There, you want the diamond in the rough. <laughs> yeah, okay, there it is. You found me. <laughs> He's <laughs> vegan as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so you're an aerospace engineer. You're working at Intel, working and at then Intel. you got the call of God. Call of God. And I moved out here, and I remember, I vividly remember this day. I was driving to work, and I was like, I got a career. I'm making a bunch of money. Yep. I'm married climbing the corporate ladder there's still something missing mm-hmm. so like god what is my purpose mm. it's not to do this my whole life so it's like a month of six like six months of just prayer purpose 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 found vibe got connected with pastor fans he was like oh you do finance i was like yeah he was like me too you want to join my team mm. i was like i would love to let's just serve the lord right and in that season it was literally opening the mail that was it. <laughs> opening it was literally opening the mail here's a bill <laughs> now and i would pay scan it. it in and then uh, it moved to automating reports for the church. Then they trusted me with tithes and offerings. And I was like, they trust me with the money? Mm. There you go. And I Crazy. Was like, the story I remember in the Bible is when uh, one of the Israelites lied to God and then the ground opened up and, and swallowed, swallowed him. him. <laughs> I was like, every single penny has to be accounted for. Right. It has right. to be. I ain't getting swallowed for Not this. Not getting swallowed. <laughs> And I went on this journey. I was like, God, I had, uh, I had several opportunities come up. Uh, Netflix reached out. That fell through. I had a couple internal positions that were promotion. That they all fell through. I was like, God, what's going on? And then I remember this Sunday vividly. Pastor Vance comes up to me. He's like, hey, Aaron, I got an opportunity for you. And in my soul, I was like, he's about to bring me on the overflow team. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is it. I'm making it. And uh, he was like, would you like to work for the church? <laughs> and before he could finish the sentence, I said yes. Nice. That's right. And Pastor Vance was so surprised. He was like, wait, 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 wait. Go talk to your wife first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because right. he knew what that meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know at that time. <laughs> <laughs> it's meant so much more. It meant so much more. And uh, my wife was like, hey, this is amazing. This is what God has been positioning you for. This is why you're in California. And I was, man, two and a half years ago. Is that long? Wow. Two, and two and a half, half years. years. My goodness. And I, I had an interview with Pastor Vance. I had an interview with Pastor Adam. And the only thing I remember from... Pastor Adams' interview was, are you ready to do big things? That's right. So we're doing big things. That's awesome. That's why his nickname is Junior Big Things. Junior Big Things. For now. For now. I'm, I'm working the on first junior. thing we did when you came on is we bought a building. Literally a month mm. a month into the job, he was like, hey, we got this opportunity. I was like, oh, cool. What is it? Let's go buy this $32 million billion. I was like, wait. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I was like, when? Yeah. 45 days. Yeah. You guys are crazy. <laughs> that was his baptism in the vibe. <laughs> yeah. You guys are crazy. <laughs> Funny That's story, because like I looked you up mostly because the, um, when I first met you, I was at back in the warehouse days when we were yep. during COVID and stuff. I was, I think it might have been just after that. We were still in the warehouse. We were doing media, and I think you had come on to kind of help with some media stuff for Bro, Vibe it was for Conference. A, it was Vibe it, Conference. Yeah, it was the Vibe, first Amen Conference. Right. 
And, I was and so I'm so time. behind the computer. I don't know what's going on around me. So then I thought he was just a new volunteer that was coming on to join team. Right. And so as like um, the member of the media team, I'm trying to recruit. So I'm trying to pitch media to you. And I'm like, oh, you should come on. It's really probably the easiest <laughs> jobs. You just come here, click a few buttons. I'll show you how it's done. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm already on team. I'm basically the CFO. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no. That's a little embarrassing. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure nothing, no hey. other major life updates with you. <laughs> since no, no, no. We're good. Um, That's good. But speaking of, you know, employment and working, uh, Pastor Adam just recently sent me an article about this new trend called uh, being overemployed. Oh, yes. Over I wanted to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny Let's that because you sent it to me because yeah. during COVID as well, I also consider this. Do you want to explain it or I can explain it? Yeah. No, I think you do a better job of explaining yeah, it. Sure. But I'll, I'll uh, add my thoughts to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So basically the, the trend is during COVID, a lot of people were getting remote jobs. Um, and during that period, they realized I can work multiple remote jobs without either employer knowing and getting the task done. Because... Some of these major companies don't require a lot of FaceTime because you yep. kind of get lost. You're a cog in the wheel. Yep. Mm. Um, you kind of get lost. So you can, as long as you make your meetings and you kind of structure it right, um, you can work, get, collect two paychecks, you know, and do a similar maybe eight-hour workday, you know, if possible. Because if you think about it, yep. you know, a lot of these people at major companies aren't actually working full eight-hour days every no day. Way. Yeah. Right? Um, no it's a way. common joke, right? They're not. Yeah. No. You're get, I'm 60% getting paid, maybe. When I was at Google, a common joke was you're getting paid to ride a bike, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. so that's kind of how it is, right? Can I get so, one of those bikes? Yeah, the Google bikes are around here. They're still around <laughs> they here somewhere. Um, but there's a whole Reddit thread about it, how to do it, how to interview, what to say, you oh. know, what the right way to do it so you don't get... Because it's technically not illegal unless your is contract... Is it illegal? Is it? It's not. So, okay, so that's what I thought. Yeah, no. I, yeah, yeah. I thought it was illegal. It could be if in your contract, you know, you have a non-compete, exclusivity, stuff uh, like that. Okay. Um, so most of these places only say if you're working at um, a non-competitive, you know, place, you can do that. I, but the expectation is it's on your own time. <clears throat> right. Right. Correct. And so, but then I thought about it and like, even at church, you have a lot of people that are working maybe on staff or volunteering, but then also have like a full-time job. So. Right. What do you think? What are your thoughts on? Well, I mean, I definitely have a bunch of thoughts because my my initial reaction when I heard about it during COVID was like, oh, this is wily. Mm-hmm. But it made sense because, you know, you were cutting out commute time. People were getting their job done. And then, you know, everyone had like that hobby where mm-hmm. they were baking yep, yep. or they were doing something. Psychic. Yeah. Some people were like, let me just get another job. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so they're earning two incomes. And what I was originally maybe a little offended by was like, oh, no, that's smart. It's genius. That's yeah. smart. Like, and there's a whole community now where people help each other to do it. So for me, I feel like uh, I don't see anything wrong with it if that employment isn't optimizing that person's potential. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that tells me that people are certainly underemployed at their at their current job if they can you know take on another full time career. Right. The full time and full time is still I think a little bit uh, disingenuous. That if you're employed full time, meaning this many hours on your contract, and you're using those hours to do another job, I think that's dishonest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if there is a synergistic uh, style of organization that you can run alongside, or you can build something, uh, you know, that's the Silicon Valley. Everyone's mm-hmm. got their side hustle. Everyone's building a product. Um, I think if it doesn't detract from what you're doing, I think go for it. Right. Uh, because I know this. There's an old saying, you guys have heard it, if you want something done, get a busy person to do it. Mm. Generally, the person who's got a lot of plates spinning is generally also the person who can get things done quickly yep. uh, and not delay. Yeah. yeah, I think the overemployment is the spirit of Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. You're always <laughs> grinding. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. always finding out. So in my opinion, if you can do two 40-hour jobs, that's 80 hours. Yeah. If you can handle 80 hours, do it. Mm-hmm. I think you should just... I think they're only doing employer. 40 hours, though. That's the, yeah. that's the thing. 
if, if I communicate to my boss, hey, I got this other thing I'm doing. I think the thing is you don't communicate that. That's the whole that's kind of premise. The, exactly. The premise is they don't know. Both parties And don't that's know. the Reddit feed, right? Mm-hmm. Is how do you make sure that you're present in a meeting online and oh, the Reddit? This only works from work at home. Right, right, right. Only for remote jobs. So yeah. the Reddit, oh, I thought the Reddit feed was how to... How to do Te- it how to, without how to, being detected. Yeah. Oh. They have technology to make sure your mouse is moving so that you're not oh, offline bro. on one. I was then... doing that at Intel all the time. Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> During COVID, I spent more time playing Call of Duty than working. 1,000%. Right. Absolutely. I was there with you. Warzone? Yeah, Warzone. I'm playing against you. <laughs> Guys, I was trying to keep the church open. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, and, uh, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I wasn't on staff yet, just to be super clear for uh, our viewers. Okay, so, so your thoughts have changed then. I think it's okay as long as you communicate. Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think as believers definitely there has to be a, there has to be open honest dialogue, mm-hmm. right? Cuz it's your integrity that's at play. Yeah. Um are there many people getting away with working two jobs and their employer doesn't know about it? Of course. Yep. Uh that's why I'm a big fan of accountability as far as hey, turn up at the office. I think that productivity really the idea of coming to the office isn't just about getting your work done. If you think I'm getting my work done, well, that's very selfish. Mm-hmm. But are you collaborating with the team to help them get their work done? And yeah. that's why we hire teams. Yeah. And that's why we work together. But I think if you're open and honest with your employer, say, hey, I've got this side hustle. This is my, my additional job. And they're like, hey, that's cool. Uh, go for it. Let them give you stipulations. I just yep. don't want to see you doing it on the work laptop yep. or I don't Absolutely. want you doing it, you know, uh, during work hours. Yeah. If you can abide by that and you're putting the hustle season in yep. where you finish your work, you go to work, um, that's great. Right. But I think, yeah, doing the, doing the uh, two at once and nobody knows. That's, yeah. yeah, I think the, the tough part is like there's a balance because like you said, there's a hustle side. But then there's, especially in like tech companies, it's like your job isn't fully defined. A lot of it is can you do more than what you're just assigned, right? right. They're, yeah. they're, putting, they're pouring a lot into you, these tech companies. That's why they set such big infrastructure around you is to kind of yeah. grow you in your career. But if you're just doing the bare minimum, I think that could be still, even if you are doing it you know, off hours, but you're not doing more than yeah. your job calls because you're just okay being at the same level. You don't, you're not looking for promotion because you're getting paid twice as much, yeah, right? exactly. So, so you don't care about the promotion. You don't care about the promotion. You so it means not, you don't care about the company. You don't care, exactly. But then does the company care about you? So that's the exactly. argument on Reddit. If the company right. doesn't care about you because a lot of people got fired and during of the beginning of COVID. And so that's when this kind of, at least my understanding is that's when this kind of started. So people started getting remote jobs and then realized, okay, the pay is not the same. Maybe I'll get a second remote job. Yep. And then you realize, you know, the agency is on yourself to go take as much as you can. See, I, I think the communication works both ways. Mm-hmm. If you can communicate with your manager that you're doing this and they approve it, that's wonderful for you. Mm-hmm. But for the employer, if you're having a bunch of people communicate and they're doing stuff on the second, on the side, yeah, that's indicated. Hey, we're not maximizing our people, like you said. Yeah, we need to rearrange how we're structured so we can uh, incentivize innovation, incentivize people wanting to do more. It's a it's a signal, an economic si- signal to your employees and to your employers. The way that we structure things, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. We're wasting a lot of resources, a lot of productivity of our people because a lot of them are doing stuff on the side. Mm-hmm. If we foster communication, it will actually help us be more productive as companies. Well, let me also play the advocate for the company here because sometimes as a company, you could definitely build out a portfolio for an employee that maximizes every minute of every hour of the day, but then you're not giving any bandwidth for creativity. Mm-hmm. And if they're using the bandwidth that you've allowed for creativity or collaboration and they're filling it with another career, well, then actually they're not optimizing what you've set in motion for them. Fair. So I think that uh, that's why it's kept secret is because 
you know, I'm not going to create a, a, you know, a, they're not a, in tech. You're not a lawyer. You're not mint. You're not, you know, billing every minute mm-hmm. that you're on right. the phone. Right. There is something about technology that you need the creative space as an engineer to think through problems and dialogue with other engineers or, you know, whatever it is. And a lot of these companies that we know around here, probably Miston being mm-hmm. one of them, is you've got like, you, you've definitely got life balance that mm-hmm. they're considering as a part of the package right. that point. we want you to, you know, enjoy your life. So if you're now abusing that by filling that work-life balance that they've initiated by filling it with another career that's stressing you out, you're actually bringing poor productivity. So guess what? When there are people to be fired, the low performers will get fired. Right. So you can't blame the company for that. Right. Fair. I want to talk about that when you guys um, were talking about setting up a space where people could kind of maximize their productivity. I think a lot of it is like that inspiration to want to go further, right? What do you think that that gap is for me at a certain company? Maybe I don't want to do it, but if I bring on this new thing, maybe I have a little bit more motivation to do both and my kind of capacity grows. But in that one, I don't have as much capacity maybe because the interest isn't there. I'm trying to figure out what... What allows me to do? Is it because it's two easier jobs maybe that I can do both and manage? Yeah, I think for me there is a difference between uh, uh, increased capacity and diffused energy. Mm. So so if you have something that's synergistic or in your wheelhouse that gives you enough reprieve from being uh, you know, mind numb in one area because it's maybe a bit challenging. And I think what you can do is you can tackle complex problems, but you can't do complex problems nonstop. Mm-hmm. I think that's why you need creative outlets. Yeah. I think that's why you need rest time. But if you can create something that gives you that dis- that uh, still momentum and being productive while it's changing your headspace, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's great. So for me, you know, during the week, here I am preparing sermons, I'm doing ministry, I'm leading teams. And then uh, for me on Mondays, it's portfolio companies, it's talking uh, mentoring, de- de- uh, investments, development. It's a different headspace, mm-hmm. but it's very productive. Right. Um, some people may choose just to do an artwork or something like that. But if, if you're doing if you're going from complexity to complexity and it's actually deteriorating because it's diffused energy, then you're actually not achieving what that that flexibility provides in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think you shouldn't be trying to use different skills that you that aren't being applied to your primary work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should be using the same skills, honing them, refining them in both areas. Mm-hmm. So you're moving the same thing forward. And I think it really comes down to vision. Mm-hmm. If you're at a company that you're not understand the vision or can see yourself in the growth of the company that leads to want to do something else. Mm-hmm. But if the company's vision is motivating, if it's inclusive, it's always going to allow the room for you to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, of the, one of the things I'll never forget past events told me was Aaron, if you can dream it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. But if you limit how people can dream, if mm-hmm. you limit the things that they're able to even have a conversation about, they're naturally going to want to find something else mm-hmm. while being comfortable in something they already know. Yeah. Especially in roles that are repetitive, right? Yeah. So it's, it's a vision. It's a lack of vision. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I think if people can, I think if people can do it well, I don't think there should be any limited to how much money you can earn mm-hmm. or how much uh, work you can do. I think you know, and definitely it is certainly a season, probably in your twenties and thirties, where you've got to do this mm-hmm. because once you get into your forties, you are going to have different life balances. And do you want to be hustling your whole life, mm-hmm. or is the hustle a season that then you know you can start to enjoy? your work. Right. I don't think the hustle should be to not work. Right. I think not working is a myth. Mm-hmm. I think you want to hustle so that then you can do what you enjoy. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So, okay, one more piece of like, what would you advise people out there? If somebody's listening out there that's doing this, working two jobs, would you say put that effort and energy 
towards some new creative venture that you can kind of start on your own or continue to do these kind of similar jobs that maybe you're not growing in either and kind of you same kind of hustle same kind of energy um you go first i would say going back to vision what's the vision of your life Mm -hmm. is the current job you're in getting you towards that if not i would continue doing what you're doing on the side to figure out is this what i love what's your passion and at a certain point in time, do your economics. If your side business is what you love, put your wholehearted attention to that. Don't just stay in this box, the rat race, because as Pastor Adam said, there's no such thing as retirement. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to figure out a time to exit into something that you love, not that you can quit later on, but something that will propel you for it. The old saying is, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. So <laughs> you got to figure out what you love. What's your passion? Where do you see yourself in the next 10, 15 years and go all in on that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, in my mind is I think it's stupid to work two jobs for two employers. Mm -hmm. I think maybe have a job that you work that is your exchanging time for money um, and then have maybe something that you're starting or you're working on that you're wanting to build that maybe there is a transition in the future or it's just a residual good enhancement to your finances. For me, I, I encourage even my staff because, you know, ministry is in many ways, that's the career path that you're choosing to go for for life mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, but don't be limited by it. Can you create some income somewhere else mm-hmm. so you continue to grow in your giving, you continue to grow in your generosity, and you're not limited to what you earn from the church, but you're using your intelligence to earn a greater capacity for generosity. Oh, that's awesome. Speaking of innovation, have you guys been following along with kind of open AI? How much do you guys use ChatGPT in your day-to-day? In the day-to-day, Aaron? Oh, very little. Very, very little. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think AI is going to create a, a world of, of new jobs mm-hmm. um, that, you know, over years, I definitely think industries change. You know, uh, you think about how many factory workers there used to be, mm-hmm. but now there's a lot of automation and robotics and even in bakeries, you know, like some of the biggest bread companies that everything's machine made. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that doesn't mean there's people going, well, I can't make bread. What am I going to do? They, they find a new way and sometimes an elevated way yep. to create income and stuff like that. Think about America in the 1900s, probably half of the Americans were farmers. Mm-hmm. But then the tractor came along, all these innovations in agriculture. Oh, wow. How many, how many people, how many farmers do you know, Arun? Well, I live in Hollister, no. so <laughs> my neighbors are farmers. Fair, but, but right. you get my point. Mm-hmm. The innovation didn't cause a lack of jobs. Right. We have more jobs than ever. Mm-hmm. Right. Innovation always leads to more jobs. Right. I'll tell you what they do have is they have more innovative farming. Yes, mm-hmm. they, absolutely. So you go down, okay, so where we live, you don't know this because mm-hmm. you're a city guy, yeah. all right, but we're in the country. Love uh, the country. And uh, when you go down past some of these paddocks, is it, what do you call them? Fields? What, fields. what do you call them? Fields. Yeah. Fields. Uh, you would know. I would, I'm a city guy, like you said. Let's, <laughs> so okay, okay. Fields. Let's, go fields. Let's, go fields. let's go with fields. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm a city guy in the country. <laughs> 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 but you have these fields. And you have these machines literally rolling along mm. these rows mm-hmm. and there's lasers mm-hmm. like just shooting out, mm-hmm. getting weeds. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Have pretty you cool. seen that? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that on YouTube. It's pretty cool. Oh, well, I've seen it in real life, bro. Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not YouTube educated. I'm, I'm real life firsthand experience, man. Come on. It's a whole nother thing in real life. That's true. That is when true. you're like driving and it's going at night. So it looks yeah. like oh, this crazy, wow. scary, like yes. sci-fi machine just shooting weeds and yeah. burning them. It's like the beginning of a, a Halloween movie. <laughs> it's scary really movie. crazy. What's he doing? Imagine getting caught under that thing, man. Okay. Yeah, no, I think um, the next thing I wanted to talk about was like, what's the next step? 
and how far are you willing to go with AI? Um, and I don't know if you guys have heard of humane.ai. Um, they just oh, released yes. a wearable. The um, pin. The pin. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've seen this, but I'll show you the video. Oh, I'm excited about up. this. Same. I am. All, I don't know if this is going to be the one, but um, there's like where I'll show you what. So basically like it's a, a wearable that you can wear on your uh, jacket, your shirt. It's magnetic and they have a kind of laser printed screen on your hand um, with some gestures and stuff. But the whole premise of this is to replace your phone. So this will have a camera. It's always on. It's always listening. It's recollecting all the stuff that you've seen in the day. Um, and then giving you information back based on that. Do we have uh, a price point for this yet? I think it's like six seventy, seven hundred dollars. Mm. So kind of like a low end phone. Um, it looks heavy. Yeah, I think the way that they did it was very smart to put it on heavier clothing so you don't see the stretch. Yeah, yeah. but I can see that's pulling. The lapel. Yeah, you can pull it. It's still pulling yeah. the lapel down. So that I don't know. Jacket. In my mind, I don't know about this is a form factor um, yet, but the idea of an always on wearable is really interesting to me. I think it's going to supplement the phone. It's not going to yeah. replace the phone because having a screen, is you can't really replace that. Um, but what do you guys think about I wearables? Got, I got one major question. Okay. Privacy. Did you say always listening? So, always recording? Yeah, they have some... Yeah, it's, it's going to... To make it... Aaron, what do you think your phone's doing right now? Yeah, no, no, on. I get that. Let's get the tinfoil no, hats on. Yeah, come no, on. My head went to arguments with my wife. We can uh, replay. Instant replay. Boom. That's so funny you say that. There's another company called oh, Rewind. Oh, that's so good. That their pitch point is for that. Did your wife tell you something you forgot? Rewind. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's, it's a Black Mirror movie. It uh, is. Episode. Did you Black see that one? Yeah, I've seen it. Pastor Adam needs to watch Black Mirror. Yeah, I've still you yet to put it. that in the playlist, guys. <laughs> but, but man, yeah, always recording. Always recording. Mm. You said this. <laughs> I probably would make the argument worse, but <laughs> that's where my mind went. Yeah, that's definitely going to not set you up for a win. <laughs> um, okay, so I think there is some scope here. Like, let's not lean into the negatives. Okay, yeah. Let's just be optimists, which we like to be. Yeah. And um, this is some cool technology it's that's really come cool. out. A couple of Apple developers. They're trying to make it okay. as you know presentable as possible. Yep. I just saw on there, like, you got video. So it's yeah. recording, mm -hmm. taking photos. Yeah. It, uh, she's making it look heavy, though. Like, that's definitely pulling her jacket down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that doesn't look very comfortable. Imagine that on a T-shirt or right. something like that. Mm -hmm. um, his looks more comfortable. For sure, but it looks like he's got it connected to his, you know, undergarment or something like that. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I think the delay with the tap and hold, like a lot of the cool stuff on here is, is auto translate. So if it's listening to a conversation and it's in a different language, you can press and hold and it'll reply, it'll translate and then reply for you oh, that's cool. in that language, right? Like Google Translate kind of has this now um, on the phone. So this is kind of doing it with like an always on kind of mode. Um, but I think it's a little wonky. You know, you're yeah. in the middle of a conversation, you say pause. Click, tap, yeah. yeah, and you do that. So, but I think the direction is really cool. Yeah, I, the direction yeah. is really cool. Yeah, I said don't go to the negatives, Arun, and you went to the negatives, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think, look, if I'm looking at the positives, I think I went to the negatives. Uh, no, I think it's, I love the idea of new evolution of from, you know, a device in the hand to we're now not just limited to glasses because I think everyone's been fixated on glasses mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. so long with yeah. wearables. Now we've got a pin. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a pendant now too. That one's just a microphone. Okay. So that's called, I think it's Rewind AI, but their yep. basic premise is they're just listening. Yeah. End of the day, they'll give you back everything you heard, meeting notes, that kind of stuff. So. Do you think we'll ever get to contacts? That'd be cool. Wearable AI contacts, where it's, it's I mean, processing you, information in sure. real time. And you Elon's can trying see to do Neuralink, right? In your brain. In the brain. The, the full symbiosis with AI and humans. It's like the final step, right? That is the, that final, is the final step. step. Yeah. Would you guys do it? Uh, no, I like my brain. Yeah. I, but there was an interesting argument when um, about, and compared it to sports back in the day when baseball first 
had steroids kind of come in. And if you weren't a player using steroids, you just kind of fell, yep. fell behind. Yep. And there was this argument that if you're not one of the people that gets chipped, yep. eventually you'll just kind of fall behind. I kind of wanted to see how I fare against chip people. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. Yeah, I just it would have to like, be a massive gap. I feel like we're going to create tribes of pures and chipped. Yeah, you know, and the pures see if we can rise up and you know just use our brains, right. our normal brains, uh, compared to like a chip. That's really or, that is really interesting. That's really Orwellian. Yeah, nineteen eighty four. Yeah, I just feel like that's going to be the future competition. Yeah. But I like that mindset. Purist. You're like, give me yeah. a chance. Let me, me let me go against a chip person. Yeah. Right. yeah, let's take it on. Yeah. You know. Uh, no enhancements, but I think uh, yeah, I like this. I think there's some cool. Uh, tech i don't i think obviously it's a first iteration mm-hmm, and definitely. see what you know keeps evolving from here but we're on the we're on the right path yep. yeah i think we're on the right path here yeah, i agree I, the wearables are just gonna replace the apple watch yeah it's we'll, just, we'll no longer need the watch but mm-hmm. i agree with you it will not replace the phone yeah yeah, yeah. i don't not think you can replace nah, yeah i don't think you can do replace that. that um but then on that topic of collecting data um there is that recent um, ruling that came down where car companies are allowed to collect whatever data they want um, the case was dismissed. So like the microphones and cameras that are in your car or, or like if your phone is plugged in, they're allowed to collect all your text messages, your voice, your everything they do. Oh, wow. um, and there's a lot of these car companies that are in their stipulations have a lot of, you know, weird things. They can know your gender, your, okay, your so, activity. So let me, let me, I've already freaked out about this oh, okay. with, uh, with Google's AI Gemini mm-hmm. that they're going to be training it on Gmail. Mm-hmm. So access to all your emails, and really? if you if you use uh, like uh, you know Gmail, then everything that you've got is their data set. Mm-hmm. And apparently, when you sign up, you agree to that. Right? Who reads the terms and services? No one <laughs> does that, and no everyone one. uses it. So, I mean, what Grok uh, is going to use X, mm-hmm. uh, all that data, and uh, what would what's Facebook? Does Facebook have a have an AI? Uh, Meta AI. Meta AI. Yeah, Meta AI. So they're probably going to use Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is? What's Llama? Who's Ooh. who's doing llama? llama. I mean, is that that's Apple? I think. Is it really? I think it's Apple. I think. Okay, well, we're yeah. in trouble, guys, because they got a lot of data. Yeah. Um, you know, but that it's not net new, right? That they're drawing your data somewhere, right? And I, th- I actually think it might be okay. There was this um, idea that your Roomba is kind of going around your house, mapping mm. out your house, and I remember then that. providing yes. you yes. ads yes. for stuff that would fit in your house. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, we all freak out about it, right? right. Privacy until it's really convenient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> You're 100%. like, hey, that's actually very yeah. helpful. If I'm going to get ads, I at least want ads that are, you know, relevant to me. Yeah. Right. I, the thing you gotta, we got to remember is the more we innovate, the more we're opening the door for regulation. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see the, the, the uh, I can't remember what it's called, in Europe, where they just passed this sweeping bill where they can regulate any business any business data on the internet. What? Oh. You, hang on. Wait. 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 That sounds so European. Yes. They literally last week they passed this law where they can regulate business data on the internet. Wow. Anything that is breaking the law sounds cool, right? Mm-hmm. But they haven't defined what the law is. Mm. Mm. That's a little scary. Make it up as you go. The penalty: six mm. percent of your global revenue. Wow. wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Not profit. <laughs> Not country, <laughs> global revenue. Wow. wow. So the more companies use data, the more we're asking for government to be big government to, yeah. to regulate. So it's a, it's a, we want to innovate, but at the same time, you don't want to overstep and invite correction in. Mm-hmm. So that, that's where my mind goes. Like the yeah. more data you collect, the more oversight people think you need. I think when it comes down to privacy, though, like if this is collecting data, you know, the, the, the pin 
in the wearable, like you said, it's recording all the time. Okay, mm. good. It may prove an argument, um, but you know, is it capturing all the time? Is it you know uh, what what do you want private? You know, do you want at home private? I think you know it's with the phone. We're very well aware it's audio listening to what we're saying, um, but you know, and and what does it have access to? But I'm not really afraid too much of my communications being stored. I've got nothing, you know, crazy to, to share. Um, but at the same time, I do want privacy in my world mm -hmm. yep. uh, just to protect my kids. Right. Yep. And, you know, there, there are photos that we've taken as family that we don't want out there for people to, you know, share. Right. And it's more because my girls will, will say things like, Dad, that's not a great photo of me. And so it's like, cool, I'm going to protect that. It's, right. just, it's just for Dad's, yep. you know, photo catalog right. um, as you grow up and I'm recording stuff. So I think about that, that kind of stuff um, definitely is the privacy area yeah. is worth protecting. Yeah, I think the, the thing that I didn't really scare me that they were collecting my data and then serving me content. I think the thing that just recently came up when I was uh, doing some research was this idea of these social platforms that are, you know, tweaking their algorithm a little bit to serve you data that'll kind of push an agenda or push yes. a narrative. And they do it for a social destabilization. Have you guys heard yep, of this? Absolutely. And it's and it's kind of crazy. It's kind of creepy to it's think genius. about. It's that it's evil genius. Is that you don't even think about it. you think this is just the yep. sentiment of the world, but they are just pushing maybe a portion yeah, I mean, to divide this us. What, this is mainstream media. Right. You got mainstream media, social media. Yeah. And I think mainstream media of we thought that probably social media would be the biggest avenue of this, but what we saw with just the recent uh, Republican debates is that mainstream media have literally shown nothing from Vivek. Mm. But social media has only shown yeah. Yep. Vivek. Yep. I didn't know anybody else was on the debate stage. Mm -hmm. But when you watch a mainstream media like Fox or something like that, they are only showing like Nikki Haley or, mm -hmm. or somebody else. And it's interesting how they've been pushing that narrative for a while. So, of course, uh, you know, technology can be geared and wired in such a way to pro pro propagate and perpetuate a narrative that – what is a narrative? It's what you're told. Mm -hmm. yep. So if you're only told one side, that's the only narrative that you have. Right. And so it's not that difficult to create propaganda. Mm -hmm. It's actually very easy. Yeah. Just don't give an open worldview. But I think what we got, and here's my, here's my hot take yeah. on, on uh, the future of innovation and even like these, these narratives, is it's going to create a generation of people who know i got to research. I yeah, can't just take what I see mm -hmm. because I've seen how this is made. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm being sold something. I know that my world is being framed. So I've got to find stuff. I think what we're doing is we're moving out of a generation that just took the news as legit. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. That's, you yep. grew up thinking, well, if it comes through the news, it's mm -hmm. fact. But now we know, well, that's fake news. Yeah. I can't trust anything. But I think it's changing the way we approach information. But it's so interesting. Oh, yeah, go for it first, but then I'll counter what percent of the population do you think will go through the effort of actually mm -hmm. researching, mm -hmm. specifically Americans? And millennials. And millennials Gen and Gen Z. Z. Are you ganging up against me, guys? <laughs> I'm just curious. What, what percentage? I, General, generalization. Do yeah. you think most people will actually take the effort that it requires to be educated, to do research? To no, I, I think there the... is a mass population that don't care. Bingo. I think there's a lot of people that are whatever. Mm-hmm. That's Democrats. Yep. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, I think there is there is definitely a lot of people that, uh, you know, will just take any information and be like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. I don't yep. care as long as I get my, you know, gaming time or whatever. But I think for those who are uh, minded and mindful about the future, they're going to research and yep. they're going to they're gonna learn. If you're leading, it probably, and it's probably an age of maturity. Mm-hmm. 
when you're young and immature, you don't care. But when you get to that age of, of maturity where you're actually maybe a parent or you're responsible, you've got a mortgage now, yeah. all of a sudden life will change your paradigms. I've, to- I've talked to so many people, I've spoken to people who are like, I don't care about politics. And then all of a sudden they get a mortgage mm-hmm. and they have like taxes. And all of a sudden they care about politics because who you vote in determines how much tax you pay and different things like that. So life stages will bring policy change or, or like not even policy changes, but I guess a perspective change that will make you interested where Absolutely. you probably weren't interested before. Mm-hmm. So there's always going to be a percentage of people who don't care. Yeah. Right. Yep. But, w- but there will be a large percentage of people that actually care. Yeah. I was going to say the, the one part about that is that I think it's getting harder now. Like mainstream media, I agree. Outside of that, let's, let's turn to like maybe the internet, social feeds. But now in social feeds, we have all this content that's going to flood the market that you just cannot tell. Like the yeah. new Pastor Adam avatar. Yes. How do I have any idea if it's you? Like you it's going won't. To be, it's going to be so good <laughs> that there's going to be a new Pastor Adam avatar that's telling me everything that's against what you're saying. But I trust you. Right. But well, I mean, we, we've seen that with like, uh, uh, was it Joe Rogan and yeah, yeah, yeah. people like that. Mm-hmm. And no. um, yeah, I think it may change the way we do social media. Yeah. You know what I mean? If that starts being prevalent, I think we'll just have people off social media mm-hmm. and there'll be new platforms of communication that yep. are finding ways to be authentic. Yeah. I think you can't just take the solid state of what we've got right now and go, oh no, we're right. going to lose that. Right. Or maybe we need to lose that. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media is a season. It's not a forever thing. Yeah. And so I think, uh, you know, we're going to look at what will, what will these integrations do to the whole system and change things. Yeah. How do you guys right, go for it? I, I think it'll force us back into more in person. Yeah. Yeah. I agreed. Uh, you won't be able to tell the difference unless you're there. Mm-hmm. I, I want to. Don't you think we're already on that pathway? I think absolutely. We are. I think where we are. Uh, absolutely. people, I know more and more people who are like, I've just got no time for social media. Yeah. Nope. Actually, I know more people moving back to X. Yeah. Like who went away from Twitter, were on Instagram, and um, I have to admit, I am. I've been on X way more mm-hmm. than anything else really? over the last several weeks. What do you think the number one reason for that is? It's so much more exhilarating. Mm-hmm. I like. Instagram really feels weird all of a sudden. It just feels, it's like, I feel like I'm looking at somebody's photo album mm-hmm. and, I'm, and everyone's trying to show stuff. Whereas X is information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would never post anything about me on X. Mm-hmm. But at Instagram, I feel like I can only post about me. Right. Does that yeah, make yeah, sense? No, that, makes sense. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so I'm not going onto X and reading about Arun from Arun. I'm, I'm reading something Arun's interested in. Right. And that's what I love about X is I'm the people I follow, I'm reading what they're interested in right. and what they're reposting. I think that's the best part about it is you curate yes. who you want to get information from. Yes. I love that. I think that's why Twitter, now X, has been my favorite platform all the yeah. time because that's where I get my information from. Yeah. I get it from the people that I want to follow specifically, and I know that they're verified in some way and I can trust that source. Yeah. And I think that's what... That's where I get my information. And you feel like you're learning. Yes. You feel like you're getting informed. You feel like you're you're not just mind-numbing time and Mm -hmm. you don't feel the obligation to like or share or comment. I feel like Instagram has this social pressure Mm -hmm. to feel like you've got to like or notice somebody's photo. You've got to repost. Yeah, Yeah, all that that stuff, you know. But I think X for me is like a reprieve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you use X a lot, Aaron? I'm not on X at all. I don't. You're not on there at all. I'm not on all. Oh, you're missing my, out, bro. My Instagram account. It should be your only social platform. Yeah, I'm, hey, that's yeah. a that's a big call, but I, I'm. I think I'm I don't. I don't way. know why. Are I you on Threads? What happened to that? Did that die? It did. It, it died. Cool. Cool. As soon as it came, that, huh, guys? As you know what? I've seen it. I've seen it on Instagram. 
<laughs> of course. But they'll it's, have, it's, they'll no have like, they weave it in there yeah. now. Have you yeah. seen that? Yeah, 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 Like, you go through an Instagram post, you're like, hang on, why is there a thread in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marketing. So now people don't have to post it on their story. So now it's just kind of it's so weird. Like, yeah. they're trying so hard. They really are. But it's not It's not it. I, I think the thing with Instagram is you can see the algorithm now. Mm. When it first came out, you didn't know there was an algorithm. Oh, it's so evident. It's mm-hmm. so evident now. Yeah. It's like, this is in my face. You like, know what I feel yeah. like Instagram's become? It's uh, TikTok. Mm. I yeah. feel like it's becoming more like... Um, millennial TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, yeah millennial TikTok. <laughs> So Gen Z is TikTok. Yep, millennial millennial yeah. is Instagram. Yep. And then uh, Gen X is X. Okay, cool. I'm no, I mean, that's that. a huge debate. It's funny you bring up TikTok, but it's a huge debate about China is kind of using TikTok to kind of, you know, push their propaganda through TikTok, collect our data. I mean, I don't think that's that's the case. There's data brokers out there. They can get data outside of TikTok. This isn't their big play. But I do think that if you're not fully aware of the data that you're consuming or the content you're consuming, you can allow yourself to get, you know, can I do Sweet. a data debate for a second? Let's do it. Let's do a data debate. What are you worried about with them taking your data? Because the data that they're yeah, taking... I don't care if they're taking my data. The data yeah. they're taking is usage. The data they're taking maybe is, uh, you know, uh, content like words you use, all those kinds of things. But in the big pool and, and quagmire of data, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily individual. It's mm-hmm. a collective's data. Right. I think what we should be more worried about is real life threats yeah. like... Uh, the border, the southern border, how many militants are coming across the southern border that's wide open? That should be more of a concern than uh, than data, yeah. in my opinion. No, I agree. So, you know, equip yourself. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a conspiracy theorist around a certain specific data, DNA. You I will what? never mm. do the yeah. ancestry thing. I just right, feel right, weird right. about giving you my DNA. Talk oh, about I'm, it, talk I about hear, it. I'm about that too. All yeah. other data, you can have, I don't care. Yeah. You can fill me in. What, what is this? Well, just, you know but why, why that specifically? Well, you can be cloned. Bingo. Oh. Okay. A rune. Okay. Fill me in. I don't know. Can I? Are there people? You're in the system now. I, mean, I haven't done it. Your DNA is so in the system. I'm safe right now. Maybe you saved me. What if they but make a... Are two runes really that bad? <laughs> do you believe in bioweapons? <laughs> oh, right. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in bi- yeah. bioweapons? Yeah. yeah. They, oh, yeah. They James can, Bond. Have you seen that? Literally. Yeah. Yeah. They can make weapons that attack certain genes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to get rid of a rune. I got your I DNA. See. I know exactly this is only going to affect you. I'm good. Wow. Conspiracy theories. Oh, I like that. We could, you know what we're going to do? Mm-hmm. We're going to get the tinfoil hat caps. We do. So every <laughs> guest, we give them one. Oh, I and like if that. If they qualify. Yeah. Aaron's qualifying. You have to come up with. Yeah, you exactly. have to bring a conspiracy bring a bit, theory. If you the, want to join the Hype Pod. pod. <laughs> yeah. Bring your conspiracy theories. We'll let you on. <laughs> Apply it. Arun at hypepod.pod. Fantastic. Is that it? That was I good. Think that be it. I wanted to talk about building teams, but we'll leave it for another. Pod. Oh, let's do that next week. Let's do the yeah, next pod. It's yeah. gonna be a full one. Team um, building. I'm really, really excited about having you, Aaron. Hopefully, yeah. you come back. Hey, as, as long as I can invite you, I'll be. He loves it. Yeah, bring another conspiracy Listen, theory. My, my and the next time, here. you also have to do a song, so just be prepared. That's what we said yeah. pre-pod oh. as I was setting yeah. it up. Like so we set it up. Aaron's gonna be our first. He's coming on next time. What do you Done. think? If you would pick a song, what song do you think he would do? Oh, he already did pick one. Would you do it? All the way up. All the way up. Oh, yeah. Okay. All the way up. <laughs> done. Yeah. Right, done. To some All right. Well, I just wanted to shout out um, Katrina as well. Um, yes. And Vance. And Vance. Yep. Vance uh, is team. traveling. Vance is building stuff. Yeah. Man. He's out there. He's, he's a visionary. Killing it. Really, yeah. Really he's is. crushing it. Building the company. Closed his Series B. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. He's uh, he's really, really doing it. He's, he's elevated. And uh, hopefully he comes back down to the hype pod level. <laughs> 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 Don't forget us, Pastor Vance. But for all the Keep listeners out there. If you have questions, feedback, put it to podcast.hypenetwork.org. Check out our website. We're on YouTube now, so please go subscribe, like, comment. What? And share. Share. 
Share it. Thanks, guys. Great pod. Good to have you back, Arun. <laughs>